the troubled teen industry. For those not in the know, the troubled teen industry, the TTI, is an umbrella term for a large number of abusive youth treatment centers. Most can be traced back directly or indirectly to a cult called Sinan, which was in operation from the mid-1950s to the late 1970s. Sinanon developed a form of attack therapy where members attacked, harassed, and verbally or psychologically abused each other to keep each other off of drugs. Later, the group devolved into a cult New Age religion. Members were subjected to sleep deprivation for the purposes of past-life regression. Forced trauma reenactment and esoteric rituals. Guns were bought, a paramilitary subsection was trained, a compound was formed, and a lawyer was unsuccessfully assassinated by the group. Sign Anon was created from U.S. government experimentation with LSD. The founder participated in the UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles, drug trials. Spooks at the NIMH tried to recreate the model in Lexington, but within a year, the test group called The Matrix House devolved into a cult. Bombs were built, barricades were erected, and the FBI was eventually called in, and members were arrested en masse. A bunch of other trial programs were created by the government through Nixon-era slush funds, but the same life cycle persisted. The Sinanon model needed a strong central authority to direct attack therapy, and it needed stakes. Participants willing and unwilling needed rights to be revoked, social or physical. Some were cut off from others in strict internal social reformations. With in-group status earned through ritual confession in-group sessions, others using solitary confinement or physical punishment, Coupled with sexual abuse and psychological abuse as punishment for conformity or nonconformity. Some element of these are intrinsic to the model. Rights are withheld and must be earned through confession and conformity to a group ideal. In the early 1970s, entrepreneuring individuals altered the model to focus on youth exclusively. These programs were typically run on an aggressive, for-profit model. Parents were suckered into signing over their kids and contact was cut off. Underage drinking, pot use, homosexuality, or general delinquency was used to pressure inexperienced suburbanites into joining, usually for huge sums of money on the other end. While in these programs, kids are subjected to attack therapy. See, Straight Incorporated. Kids of America Company and the SEED program. Physical abuse, see the Elan School or the W Wasp program. Or sexual abuse, see the CEDU or the Monarch Schools. Functionally, the aim is to remake a subject by systematically breaking them down through intense psychological abuse and the revocation of basic human rights. Once the subject is broken, they are rebuilt through conformity to the model and critically have to inflict abuse on new participants. Trauma is the driving engine of the entire machine. It provides the drastic change in personality that these programs market as successful, ritualized, and fundamentally coerced confession to real or imagined misdeeds works to suppress the old identity. 
The goal is to wipe a subject clean using honest-to-God torture techniques. The new personality is rebuilt through the forced infliction of trauma onto the next set of clientele. These programs have very close ties to MKUltra brainwashing experiments. See seed federal funding, LEAA ties to John Lund West, NIMH CIA experiments to Lexington. Blackmail is a possible angle as well. W WASP slash straight confessional rituals for parent groups are recorded and used as leverage to get favors from wealthy families lured into the program. See 1994 Straight Inc. FBI files, Kids of El Paso State Closure, Elan Schools ties to Maine politicians. So how do these things stay open? Surely law enforcement and state regulators would catch on. TTI programs are by the upper class elite for the middle upper class. Several major programs are run by like six Mormon guys, entangled incestuous marriages, connected by a vast network of front organizations, keeping it all in the family. Most, if not all, are tied to major political figures or heads of industry. Romney's firm, that's Mitt Romney's firm, Bain Capital, had a financial stake in several notorious programs. Straight Inc., he was founded by two real estate moguls from Utah. And after founding the program, they went on to become ambassadors under H.W. Bush. In Florida, Charlie Crist was enrolled in The Seed, and his father helped create the program. Nancy Reagan endorsed Straight Incorporated in Canada. Jason Kennedy's brother ran a program later closed by the state, and the current premier is tied to the AARC. That's Justin Trudeau is tied to the AARC, a kid's spinoff. And credible allegations of sexual abuse of minors follow him as well. When law enforcement or state regulators do get involved or allegations of abuse do pop up, programs will use political ties to pressure regulators to back off. See straight FBI files. Sue victims into silence. See AARC or the powerless fallout. Close down and reopen under a new name with the same staff. See every kid's location slash life slash George Ross, pathways, family centers, kids helping kids, safe, growing together, second chance, the ace slash Loretta Pamish, and possibilities unlimited, etc. And they pack up and move operations overseas where feds can't bother them. See the W Wasp slash Tranquility Bay, Paradise Cove, Sunrise Beach, Morova Academies, etc. To summarize, there are cults preying on children using trauma-based brainwashing techniques to make ludicrous amounts of money of gullible suburban families seeking to fix their gay or drug addict kids. There is probably one near you. Take a look. There's a group behind the bastards that have done great investigative work on several of these places. This is the expose on Jewish slash Jesuit destruction of teens as well. In their communities, such 
institutions are regarded as so commonplace, Catholic private schools being extremely acceptable socially, but pushing the same standards as these attack therapy groups, as well as Jewish separatist synagogue-style schools for their Orthodox children. They target the weakest to manufacture serial killers, psychopaths, and other dangerous personalities out of these young criminals and sodomites slash faggots. One account says, I was in Midwest Academy for 15 months. Shut down now for child abuse and the owner is in prison. Fuck the W WASP. Went through discovery program, focus seminars, crazy ass cult type shit. Wasted all my college money on that. Was hell but I survived. Indeed, most of them are now shut down, like Tranquility Bay in Jamaica, Paradise Cove. There's some other ones, and I wonder if they've opened any new schools recently that authorities haven't caught on to yet. In the traumatized teen industry, the gay conversion camp industry is probably the king are providing a non-stop stream of abused, unwanted and now isolated young adolescents, sometimes even to the preteens, That are the that are probably the most vulnerable, and thus the perfect candidates for this abusive industry. Having been sit there by their very parents, and having any abuse directed at them, easily explained away as the literal purpose of the camp. And yes, there have been accounts where people in these gay conversion camps are driven to areas or have people invited to them to sexually abuse them to try to traumatize them away from a homosexual lifestyle, including forced sodomy, including forced oral sex, including forced uh, nude parading and uh, degradation abuse, etc., which is unwanted and, remember, directed at children, directed at children typically uh, in their late teenage years, but... Sometimes as young as preteens. I remember preteens, that's 9, 10, and 11, and 12. And these kids are sent there, maybe not with the full knowledge of what was going on by their parents, 
but with their permission, not with the state's permission, not with CPS or anything, but this is all voluntary from these suburbanites who live in big cities who are homophobic and conservative, sometimes uh, extremely con- religious, uh, either Christian um, or Jew, and uh, they send these kids on these secular gay conversion camp therapies, which are just attack therapy cults. They do a lot of trauma programming and brainwashing in juvenile words for the mentally ill as well. A lot of people who are put into mental wards when they are young, juvenile mental facilities, health clinics, are done so against their will. They're involuntarily subject to the system. Their old system of literally charging you with offenses that are then ruled on by a supervisor and who can find you guilty with nothing more than their opinion at this point. For example, I had fashioned keys to fit every lock on the unit to some point, and I did a lot of time solitary for that. Some of these charges can get you in 23-hour, seven days a week isolation in a windowless maximum security facility or maximum security wing repeatedly or with stretches sometimes as long as two or three months at a time, which is permissible. These kids are totally fucking innocent. And thrown in for bullshit like self-harm are calls for attention to themselves like fake suicide attempts. They then are put into extended stays for entire years. Sometimes with false accusations by the staff and the doctors that are reaping huge profits from them being inside based on their parents' rich their rich parents' insurances. This person says in their account of the mental facility suburbanite type treatment of their children, this traumatized teen industry, this cult of attack therapy, says that after their time, sorry, let me just read it from the beginning. It all started when this individual refused gay conversion therapy at a Norris facility. They had done research and and gotten info that the 
being sent to a cottage for sex offenders and that guys like me were there for molesting someone would get their gang raped in panties and shit like that. He had read that one 13-year-old had contracted HIV in there. And that was in some place in Iowa. And because he refused when he was only 13 years old to go to a gay conversion therapy camp after having looked up this information online and put up a fight, he was put into a mental ward for several years before given medication and released. And then at the age of 18, was sent to boot camp by his father. says that suburban kids go through so many forms of deprivation, brainwashing, physical abuse. But he refuses to give any more abuse cues and triggers people could use against him. But most youths don't report this shit, he says, because they're brainwashed into thinking they're bad and did something wrong to deserve it. Just like pedos, so when they fuck kids and convince them that they'll be in trouble if they tell, that their parents will hate them for what happened. Most of the people they do this to end up dead or in prison by the age of 18. which the facility staff fully knew and which were happy to gloat to us and tell us that our fate over and over again. Or they tell me I grew up to rape little girls or whatever. This person says, just as a part, an A-side, that if he would ever meet him, he's the nicest person really in the world, and he hasn't let it destroy him. And for that, I can just say, good. Good. Shows that there's uh, the internal good in someone. It's stronger than the evil from other people. That person then says that the actual number of times they spent in isolation at a youth facility mental ward for refusing to suffer sexual abuse at a gay conversion therapy camp, which were run by basically two different but same uh, same family-run companies. This is this cult, Synanon's, um, you know, industrial complex when it comes to these trauma teen industries was 43 times in two years. He was sent to isolation for 43 times in two years.
This is all the 1990s. And it's one of the reasons that he personally has despised Joe Biden for the last 25 years. Joe Biden and the Bidens are involved big time. Also, IBM Computers is involved, just like in Nazi Germany, running secure shadow administration so that they can communicate between themselves without investigation and keep track of these abused children, as well as the truth of their cult activities. Racing is involved. At some point, they eat, they closed these places down and stopped doing this to teens. They had all their laws VAWA in a 1994 crime bill, Patriot Act, written in 1995 and shelved until 9-11, and they had Gitmo and freedom to do it to everyone else. Their belief would be that everyone who's subjected to it in the 1990s would be dead by suicide, overdose, or end up in jail for violent crimes and have their testimony never be taken seriously. This was a mistake. And according to him, not only is he fine, but a lot of others have formed support groups as well. He thinks that that's why they thought that's how they thought, that they were disposable teens, they could fuck up however they wanted, and they would internalize it and get rid of themselves for them. To him, that is 99% of what's behind his burning hatred and activism and endless railing against that system and that cult. He is one of thousands and would riot too when he found out that it's all true but most don't even know it exists. There are disposable teens, disposable inmates, disposable blacks. The government will be bankrupt and insolvent and under management, under new management, before they ever admit any of it. We will never see an apology or a dime, he says. They will probably disclose this shit like 100 years after disclosing of the facilities after we have all died. That has been their M.O., with everything else from Vietnam and the Gulf War pathogens to troop telemetry, MKUltra, Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiments, etc. It's just all, quote, oops, that was wrong, we are so sorry, but that was 80 years ago and the victims are dead, so here's some payments to their families, just get over it. In his opinion, they should all be hung from lampposts every single one for every single person that they hurt. In Utah, the Integrity Home, located in Cedar City, is full of proven rapists with criminal histories and is still allowed to run. The Office of Licensing didn't 
give a fuck, apparently. They openly say that they think it's worth keeping these rape prisons open even if they're staffed by known rapists as orderlies because Utah is a fucking hellhole that doesn't care about gays or teens. Utah hasn't shut down a single one of these places in years, despite severe violence, rampant sexual assaults, commonplace cruel and unusual treatments to the inmates, etc. Red Rock Canyon in St. George had a full-on riot with 50 pigs deployed with SWAT vests and assault rifles to brutalize abused children that were protesting their further abuse by facility staff. There are literally thousands of reported cases of serious crimes in these institutions, and Utah is like, yep, that's the point. Bad kids are sinners and deserve to be beaten and raped. At least they aren't outright killing kids and dumping them in mass graves under the schools like they did in the 20th century. In this infographic I have pulled up, it says sex abuse at Utah troubled teen facilities. Not every troubled teen facility sees a high number of reports of sexual abuse, but some facilities have more claims of sexual abuse than the average Utah Youth Treatment Center. Falcon Ridge Ranch was the facility name. Numbers of sex offenses reported to local police. Six in one year. The bed count is 48 Maximum occupancy of 48 children. That's 5.8%. Uh, 5.8 times, sorry, that's not percent sign. Times, 5.8 times higher than the average Alliance Youth Point Facility. Number of sex offenses reported to local police. Four. Maximum number of occupants. Twelve. That's 4.8 times higher than the national average. Alliance Youth Services, otherwise known as TempView Facility. Number of sex offenses reported to local police, 4. Bed count, 12. Per bed, per, uh, the, the average rate, 4.8 times percent higher. Or 4.8 times higher, not percent, just 4.8 times higher. Cedar Ridge Academy. Number of sex offenses reported to local police, 15. Bed count, 48. So it was 10 times higher than the average. Provo Canyon School, boys camp, 29 reported sexual offenses to local police. Their bed count is 130 people. That's one in four, basically.
and stands at 8% the national average. All right, eight times the national average. There was even a ritualistic element to this at Cedar Ridge, the one with the eight times the national average. Or sorry, that's the one with the ten times the national average. With abuse systematically taking place in a decaying geodesic dome on site that used to be a barn and a karate dojo. With both purposes being used to justify the number of children being led out there by adults. Although there is evidence of systematic slash ritual abuse in the entire system, statewide, all facilities, and maybe nationwide in every state. Even without the sexual abuse component, the daily treatment of these youths is nightmarish and a living hell. In this Madison County, Wisconsin youth prison expose, after inmates sued the state of Wisconsin alleging inhuman conditions that violated their constitutional rights, it was learned that four of the alleged uh, plaintiffs were placed in solitary confinement. Two said they were pepper sprayed, with one female plaintiff saying that she suffered choking from a cloud of pepper spray that was fired into her face. The lawsuit alleges anywhere from 15% to 20% of the prison's population is held in solitary confinement at any given time. According to data that the ACLU and the Juvenile Law Center obtained from the Department of Corrections, 167 youths were held at the prison on October 25, 2016, and of them, 28 or nearly 17% of them were in solitary confinement that day, the lawsuit claims. Children in solitary are often locked up for 22 to 23 hours per day in cells that measure 7 feet by 10 feet and smell like sweat and urine, the lawsuit said. The cells have no furnishings beyond a mattress. The Lincoln Hill cells have a metal sink and a toilet, but the Copper Lake cells have none, and girls in solitary must be escorted to the bathroom, sometimes even by a male guard. The cells are lit around the clock, although the lights are dimmed from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. The children aren't given any educational materials, games, or toys beyond a single book. 
They receive a single hour of education outside the cell rather than the four or five that other inmates receive. Prison staff often put youth in solitary confinement for one to two months for minor infractions, especially if they received previous discipline, the lawsuit says. Youth are given an hour outside their cells to exercise each day, but they're handcuffed to a belt around their waist and are chained to tables. The pepper spraying and the macing is repeated sometimes due to other people's behavior even. The SRT team would get them in the hallway and when when got absolutely blasted with pepper spray or mace or other chemicals flooding every cell, even those that did nothing wrong. Even Paris Hilton and Paris Jackson, American celebrities and millionaire elite aristocratic types, start talking about some abuse in their boarding schools. I said something supportive to Paris, she said, and followed me. Although I'll never know exactly why. why everyone tries to silence them and treat them like that when in reality they are a free speech warrior due to the documentary she made oh they're talking about Paris Hilton's documentary she made yeah. that's what that is that's Paris Hilton's documentary I was like what, what are they talking about but yeah for those who don't know Paris Hilton famously made an expose on her childhood boarding school trauma in which she attended an academy uh, finishing school for wealthy young women and really it was a uh, very strictly run academy for manners, basically. And uh, she was treated very roughly, even in her own words, uh, because of her parents ordering them to take it her take this education very seriously on her, giving her less you know sympathy than others because of her uh, wealth and because of her power. But this translated to having her a severe, almost surreally severe and an archaic uh, type of education in which she was made to sit absolutely straight as a board. Uh, She would have uh, her teachers, quote-unquote her teachers, um, verbally abuse her. 
and um, you know to the point where she was crying every day, and um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Given very little to eat, um, forced to basically be either on the grounds or in indoors in this facility for months at a time. You know, for for someone who is a millionaire heiress or billionaire heiress and she's known to be kind of a wild and party girl this obviously is part of that reactionary suburbanite uh, type of putting your children voluntarily through abusive cult like trauma specifically as a sense of this is education this is a sense of private education Remember, some of them, some of the children who actually go to these academies, not the rich ones, not the ones of uh, high society, etc., are just regular people, sometimes boys as young as 12 or 13, who were just in a car with someone much older, maybe a brother, maybe they didn't have any, um, any, any parents because of drug addictions, etc., Someone may have pulled out a gun and shot up a house. Their lives were over. They spend their childhood there in that juvenile detention facility. They go to finish their time at the age of 18 and then go straight to adult state prison where they would finish out the remainder of their sentence as an accessory to murder. A lot of these boys were nice. They befriended me. I played cards with them. I kicked it. And in no way they ever harmed me, threatened me, or laid a hand on me. It's really sad that they people get this treatment because of a flip of a coin. For as much as deputies in schools and others love to threaten me with black violence and tell me how they'd rape and beat me when I went there someday, it was just bullshit, this person writes. They were nicer to me than most anyone in my life has been before or since then. And they just laughed at me for making everything uh, harder on myself. That and they, I think they get it. And this person writes that they have this happen to them a lot. It's part of their culture. They can just be kicking it and then go straight to jail for years. And it's not their fault. It's the systems and they just have to make the best of it. They got each other's backs because of that, I think. Whereas in the whites, especially suburban whites... It's more like, oh, you went to jail, you must deserve it, and I will never talk to you because of it. About the trauma to um, criminal pipeline, I think a lot of this... NTA, by long suspected they tried to groom these children to snap and do God knows only what. Think about it. No juvenile record. It's all gone sealed and expunged. No background or record of any crap they've done to us, whether it's isolation, gang rape, whatever it was. 
if they kill themselves, they can and will say whatever they want about our supposed background and blame it on our parents or blame it on others. Something weird happened to me in 2020, this person writes, and they somehow got their mom sucked into it and convinced it was off to commit a mass shooting or whatever. So he has stage 5 TDS and Trump derangement syndrome is an 1010 complier with the mask and vax and ate that shit up. When I got home to see her, she was convinced it was Armageddon, just rambling nonsense in my car. And although I had been through hell and back, I was like, Mom, what the fuck do, you, do they do to you out here? Because I had been inside for years. If anything ever happens to me, this person writes, and ever have an alleged social media profile, everyone on X and Poll is going to be like, yeah, uh, that's fake as fuck. That dude's been bitching for two years. He's been banned everywhere, etc. That's how they get you. They really can make other people think you're the bad guy after going through years of abuse. What happened is I tried to start my car and it was disabled. It was like someone had been trying to do something inside of it and either messed up, but the clock was reset as well as the dashboard. And eventually I had to get it fixed. They said it was an electrical issue. One of the wires had come out of one of the computer panels inside the car. P.S. They refused to expunge my juvenile record when I was 28 or so. On the grounds they'd like to use it against me someday, I imagine. I was like, quote, I've never been charged or convicted as an adult. What the fuck do you people have planned for me? End quote. Well, I guess my answer 12 years later. Oh, will I get my answer 12 years later? This person goes on to write that they fled to Mexico years ago and got residency there. Uh, they read the room and got the fuck out of the USA before Clown World got in full swing. But they're not still safe there or immune or anywhere but terrified of America's shithole corrupt country. And legitimately do feel safer and freer in Mexico. A lot of these places exist in ranches, typically labeled as youth ranches or working ranches, but can also take the place of co-ops, gardens, and communes, but are really just slave labor fronts.
and want you to always remember, be reminded of the learned helplessness paradigms the CIA refined and used on Gitmo prisoners that were both learned from this as well as used on them later. What does that mean? It's those kids who were just in the car and sentenced to life had a docile acceptance of their fate. I usually did too. Though they force-fed me over 24 different drugs at a time, I had awful reactions or psychosis to those too. I cringe when some stupid smarky fag tells me to take meds. I've had plenty thanks and they don't work like that, assholes. They're horrible. They do horrible fucking things to you. If you take a medication for schizophrenia and you're not schizophrenic, it will make you have a schizophrenic breakdown, and so on. They fed me stimulants, antipsychotics, whatever, and some other stuff they made me trip my balls off because they thought I was crazy and I'm not. Other guys didn't take their unfair false charges very well and attacked the staff or supervisors who assessed them and found them guilty. They got the pepper spray, they got the beatings, and even more time. I'm almost jealous because they stood up. I really should have beaten more people as a juvenile when I'd have gotten away with it with a cleaner record. Oh well, if you're not like that and all that crap can't brainwash you or stress you into acting like that, you're just not gonna like it because it's gonna make you feel like shit. With regards to that business of banking people with endless escalation infractions and then using that baseless crap as justification for more deprivation, punishment, isolation, well, at 13 you don't know Goebbels or Orwell or anything to start quoting it at them, but I was still mouthy little shit. I wish I had known history enough to know I was right. These were human experiments. This was like Joseph Mengele shit. And for those people who don't want to be schizo or conspiratorial about this, this is a Ponzi scheme. This is a Ponzi scheme with a cult-like traumatic mind control element to make you feel shame to desensitize you to their abuse of you and thus create enslavement of your mind and this only works because the average boomer is dumb as a bag of hammers The boomer generation, the baby boomer generation, is the worst generation of any and all eras. Born literally with a silver spoon in their mouth in terms of opportunities. And culturally castrated. Selling out their own society for that of every and any others. What we see fully in the boomer generation is such a selfishness that it creates an incompetence. And like Kronos, they eat their children 
out of fear. Out of fear of the future. It's evil shit. And it has become synonymous with modern day Christianity. Especially the Protestant wasp Christianity practiced in these secular large communities of suburban society of America. Most are fundamentalists self-professed fundamentalists and others belong to smaller, albeit smaller, but still large and major cults, such as Pentecostals, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc. The cycle of abuse, the imprinting and victim blaming is how Christianity has evolved in the secular, spiritually dead world of the USA. And its fellow in this evil crime is psychiatry as well as capitalism. For they've created for profit, medically enforced chemical lobotomization on people who have thought crimes according to those that stand to profit from the prescription and punishment of those thought crimes. By any occult and Gnostic argument, evil has already won the material world, has made it to its image even a thousand years ago. Depending on what kind of specific Westerner you are, you have either been abused or have suffered abuse, or they suffered the abuse, been abused, or are abusing others in this system that has been created as an antichrist system of Babylon. The values of evil are so normalized that people think subjecting others to this kind of abuse simply because they may be mentally ill or criminals or even gay is completely justified. And not only that, there are those making money doing it creating the systems of profit. Remember the names Joe Biden and Mitt Romney being just two prominent such 
American elites who created much of their fortune and social power running facilities for abused teens and for-profit privatized prisons that later are fed in a pipeline these juvenile offenders, quote-unquote, although they have only offense as being victims of this satanic abuse system. What's wild is that this industry feeds on the fact that most troubled teens are troubled because they are and have been abused by someone evil, often sexually molested, and no one ever listens to them or protects them, so they act out. And the state who is responsible for providing the justice for these children preys on them to create criminals to further abuse. It creates the perfect condition to say the fundamentalist parents who refuse to believe that their Catholic priest is molesting their child, Timmy, so they outsource dealing with Timmy's expressions of his abuse with a government-affiliated intelligence front that will sexually abuse their child further while teaching them to repress it and be shameful of it pretending to be cured, given medication for anxiety, ADHD, etc., making a lifelong drug addict of them, and by the age of 18, fully expecting little Timmy to kill themselves or to become a criminal. A failure in society so as to never have to suffer any organized resistance or punishment for their misdeeds, their crimes against this child, their crimes against the state, their crimes against law and order. Allowing them to continue. And when you think of Catholic sex abuse scandals, know that this has been going on since the fucking 80s. This has been going on since the 50s with Synanon. 50s and 60s. When the feds take over the child's custody at the point of juvenile detention, they're free to abuse all the trust and privacy they've been granted by the civilian population to handle these children as wards of the state to perpetuate the cycle of abuse that the church began. The molding of a defenseless child into a kind of sacrificial lamb for torture by the state. It's almost as if though that particular motive is omnipresent in American society for some reason. A person being sacrificed onto torment to serve as a kind of a psychic sink for all the abusive pseudo-parental wrath in the world. What one struggles to understand 
if one is not evil, is what they get out of this. Are they sick perverts? How do they stand themselves? And the truth is that all these organizations that are actually helping kids, quote-unquote, are actually fronts for the VIPs who come in to molest them. These high satanic rulers, these ancient satanic child-sacrificing cults, Wiccans, Greeks, uh, Phoenicians, Canaanites, the fuck, just the new ones, the new industrial-aged, cyber-aged, nihilists, sexual uh, sadists, and and cannibals, the vampires, the fucking ghouls and goblins that rule this world. That shit is their true master. These Epstein Island-level fucks. And not every kid makes it out alive. Fucked up as it is, the red gold blood of innocent children is always reward enough for them to operate in such a clandestine and large scale operation. the end the end God bless you and your families peace out